Hey everyone, welcome back to the Double D, the Davram download. And today we're going to go through the a few highlights that I looked at in the September 2017 Game Informer magazine. And uh, this magazine is through uh, GameStop, a uh, popular uh, video game and console and just in general gaming um, store that you can find, at least here in the United States. I'm not sure if it's uh, global. Um, I only live in the United States, so I don't know. But uh, each month they send out uh, these magazines to their members. And uh, it's chock full of reviews and information about upcoming releases, both in video games and movies and TVs, um, along with um, a lot of write-ins from different uh, uh, individuals who read the magazine and uh, and want to uh, share their opinions. Well, we're going to start first off um, with some of these opinions, specifically one of these opinions by a William Tippett uh, sent into Game Informer via email, and it was about uh, the Microsoft E3 launch. Well, um, if any of you have listened to my uh, content before, you will know that I said that Microsoft had the best E3 um, announcements. They had the best E3 uh, presentation. Uh, it was absolutely outstanding. Uh, the launch of the Xbox One X, though, you know, it's, it wasn't huge, but it, in the same way, was huge because the Xbox One X um, now basically puts Sony in a position where they don't have anything to compete with that. Absolutely nothing competes with the One X, and so it's going to force PlayStation and Sony to figure out something new. But also with the One X, they announced so many things, including a lot of cross-play opportunities between platforms, not including PlayStation, because they don't play with others well. Um, but anything from uh, Minecraft um, to the fact that PUBG uh, Player Unknown Battleground will be coming to Xbox and has been a PC exclusive till now. Um, really excited me about the E3 launch. Lots of exclusives and stu stuff like that. Um, but one of the lines in this review, um, overall you can tell that uh, William Tipp wasn't too thoroughly excited about the Microsoft E3 event. Um, but on, on here specifically, he calls out the line, where are the Microsoft exclusives? Now, originally when I read this, I thought he was referring to things like Xbox only, which there are a couple of those games out there. You know, there's there's a good deal. But most of Microsoft's, you know, exclusive or Xbox exclusive games usually come out on PC as well. So then I sat here and thought, well, maybe he's referring to like Xbox titles like Halo and uh, the, the very popular games like that. But instead of calling out Halo, you know, the bread and butter of Microsoft exclusive games... He says, why are there no baseball games? Baseball games. I don't know about you, but I've played many sporting event, event games over my course of, of gaming. And yes, there are definitely places for these games, uh, and they should definitely, definitely continue to be produced. But I have never played a baseball game aside from maybe Wii Sports where you're actually swinging the Wii remote to hit the home runs that were actually a, all fun entertaining or 
strategic. Uh, obviously, people still like them, but to, to call out Microsoft saying that they did not have a good E3 because they didn't have Microsoft exclusive games, even though they announced like 40 some exclusive titles that would be on the Xbox, yes, and PC as well, but would be on the Xbox, to say that there's no baseball game would be the reason that you do not like the E3 presentation. Check yourself, dude. Check yourself. You have no concept of what the gaming industry really wants. I'll tell you this, they don't want baseball games. If they want a sporting event game, they're probably going to be playing FIFA, maybe, maybe, but not baseball. NFL, Madden, okay, now we're starting to talk about a very popular for, por, uh, uh, sports fan franchise on a console or on a PC, okay? Not baseball. Um, baseball has a hard enough time to get asses in the seats in an actual stadium, let alone eyeballs on the TV over the NFL. NFL or um, the NHL or NCAA uh, football, let alone asses in the seats with a controller in their hand. It's just not there. You have games like PUBG that was announced on the Xbox. That's huge. That's an exclusive. That's groundbreaking. That's, you know, industry changing when it comes to Xbox versus PlayStation You've got things like Assassin's Creed Origin, which again will be on the PlayStation, but again, another game that's excellent. You've got a variety, a massive variety of excellent games, and I don't have the list in front of me of all the games that they announced, but um, these games are amazing. Sea of Thieves, there's one that came to my mind, that one that I'm looking forward to playing. Again, not Xbox exclusive, but a game that, you know, actually brings something to the industry. I hate to tell you, Mr. William Tippett, you might want to check yourself as far as game industry news, but I'll tell you what. People are not salivating over the next baseball game on a console. Um, if the baseball franchise of games on the console just kind of, you know, curled up and died in a pile of poo next to my house and, a, you know, a local dog came over and peed on it, I wouldn't be upset. Uh, baseball games on a screen have not been entertaining for years, have not been fun for years, and should not be an ex not be focused on to make or break uh, a, an absolutely amazing launch um, and announcement uh, at E3. So, uh, Mr. Tippett, you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. Um, the next thing I want to talk about are the upcoming. Uh, announcements as far as releases. Now this is going to cover both um, uh, video game releases that I'm excited for, which I'll, I'll be 100% honest with you, there's only one. Um, and then also TV and movie releases, which there are several on that list uh, that I am excited for. Um, but let's first talk about um, the the video game releases. Now, I'll go through all of them and then I'll talk about the one that I'm excited about. And this is just to inform you of what games are coming out. So these are October 2017 releases. Uh, October 3rd, you will see Battle Chasers Night War. This is PS4, Xbox One, PC. Forza Motorsport, Xbox and PC. Uh, the 6th of October, we have Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga on the 3DS. Uh, the 10th. Middle Earth Shadow of Shadow of War. Now I'll come back to this one in a moment, but that's for all major consoles aside from Nintendo. Um, the 13th, The Evil Within 2, major consoles aside from Nintendo. 
Um, 17th, Gran Turismo Sport. This is a PS4 exclusive. Also on the 17th, Elex. All major consoles assigned from Nintendo. South Park, the fractured uh, but whole. All major consoles aside from Nintendo. WWE 2K18, PS4 and Xbox. Tuesday, the 24th of October, and we're going to spend some time talking about this. I know I've talked about it in the past. Death's the PC, the first Destiny game ever on the PC. Um, and I'm I'm just super excited about that. Uh, the 24th as well, Just Dance 2018 for all major consoles, including Nintendo. Uh, the 24th, also Knights of Azure 2. Um, this is for uh, PS4, Switch, and PC, so no Xbox on that one. The 27th, uh, another day that uh, people are looking forward to here in October, Assassin's Creed Origins. Um, and like I said, I... I want to be excited about Assassin's Creed. It's not my play style, but I do enjoy the stories. Um, I don't think the Assassin's Creed series has... Um, it's been very good, right? It's been very good. Um, I've played a couple of them, but it's not my game style of choice, but I do like the, the history. I will be interested to uh, tune in and watch some live streams, watch some YouTube um, about the game and, and watch some playing through of the game because I think it's a really cool game and a lot of people do enjoy the game. It's just not my play style so I, I don't really I don't really play it. Uh, so again also on the 27th uh, Super Mario Odyssey for the switch and Wolfenstein. Uh, to the new Colossus, and that's for all major platforms aside from Nintendo. So, let's look at um, um, Middle Earth Shadows of War. Now, um, the original Middle Earth game, where it was taking this kind of Dark Souls-style game, your first person, you're taking control of orcs' minds, was absolutely Amazing! It was a great game. I did not play it. Um, again, not my play style. I did watch it, and I was completely enthralled by it. And knowing it wasn't my play style really kind of hurt because I'm sitting here like, this game would be so funny. It's got a great story, um, and, and, and a lot of people had fun with it. Here's the issue that I'm seeing with Middle-Earth Shadows of War, and I hope, I hope this isn't the case when it releases. It looks like a redo. It looks like a lot of the stuff didn't change. There's a few things that you can do, uh, but in general, it looked kind of like a redo of the very f the the first one. Not having played it, uh, obviously, people who are more into the Middle Earth uh, games would probably know a lot more than I do about this, but to me it looks like a redo. Um, from what I'm understanding, there's a lot of like microtransactions and things that they're putting into the game, which they didn't have on the first one. Obviously we're in a world of microtransactions, so any way a company can get microtransactions in there, they're going to. Um, but in general, it doesn't seem like it's going to be as big of a hit as the first one because of some of these, you know, even if it has a different story, which it does, uh, even though the, the gameplay in general is, is it looks to be pretty much a redo, which is fine because it was very popular as long as your storyline can hold up to it. But what my thing was the big microtransaction things, which allows you to maybe purchase orcs or or things like that. You can still do it in the game, but just kind of gives you a shortcut to certain things and, and and stuff like that. I've heard really low excitement ratings, especially from those who have 
have been excited about uh, Middle Earth in the past. Um, not exactly a, uh, a, a huge vote of confidence from, it, it seems like, a lot of the player base. It will be purchased. It will be a heavily sold game because of the, the popularity of, of Middle Earth, the very first one. But... Um, I don't know. I don't think in the long run it's going to measure up to the first one. So Destiny 2. Obviously, I played the beta. I've been watching people play it on the Xbox. Uh, you jerks on the Xbox got it, you know, before before we did. Uh, you, you, the PS4 folks, you got it before we did. But Destiny 2 comes out to the PC October 24th, and I am extremely excited about it. I like the fact that I can finally play a Destiny game. I'm excited to play through the storyline. Honestly, the beta the beta test storyline uh, really got me excited with the with playing through the three classes under understanding where the world is um, and really being left on a cliffhanger when your character gets kicked off the uh, the the ship that you're on um, and you know know what happened to him like that's just where the the thing ends you I'm, I assume he died um, but I don't know um, that's that's kind of what we're going to, to hopefully find out but I'm excited to, to check out the um, the 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 game um, in, its, in its live form. I really had fun with PvP, even though I wasn't that good at it, and anyone who watches my live content understands I'm not that great as a first-person shooter. Uh, but I'm going to absolutely enjoy this, being a game that uh, mixes one of my favorite genres of an MMORPG. Right? Um, it's not really a role-playing game, but this is an MMO shooter. Um, and that's really exciting to me because I do like grinding. I do like uh, doing raid content and, and being challenged that way. And I'm very excited to see all the hidden things that they've added into these raids that, that you could beat a raid in, in the amount of time and still not have, have even scratched the surface of all the hidden things that you could find in the raid. So I'm really looking forward to playing that, really looking forward to playing that with friends, really looking forward to creating content around that and just having a good time playing a Destiny game because, you know, I've never got to play a Destiny game before because I haven't had a, a, a new-gen console. Uh, even though we are getting the Xbox One X, it's already on pre-order and it, it'll be here in November, uh, but we'll get to play PC uh, Destiny soon. So um, those are the upcoming releases for October of 2016 in the video game world. Let's take a look at the upcoming releases in the movie and TV world. Um, so I'm not going to go through all of these as the list is extremely long, um, but a few of the popular ones, Sunday, October 1st, we've got Bob's Burgers, that's a, uh, that's a popular one, and The Simpsons, and Family Guy, uh, those are all, uh, um, very popular, um, uh, TV shows that are coming out. That's the 1st of October. Uh, in the movie world, the 6th of October, Blade Runner 2049. I did not see the um, the first Blade Runner, um, but I know a lot of people are excited about 2049. I could take it or leave it because, again, I didn't see the first one. I don't really care. Um, also, My Little Pony... No one cares. My Little Pony the movie is also on the 6th, but no one cares. Um, Once Upon a Time, a TV show that I personally think is very underrated, but is doing very, very well, where they're taking old school fairy tales, um, uh, Disney um, fairy tales, and, and just really changing the idea of, of how these characters interact with the world. Um, it's it's all, you know, live action, so it's not animated or anything like that. A uh, very good show. I, I think they're on, like, season seven, I think. I've watched all the seasons, and I high re highly recommend uh, this TV show. Even if you're not a huge Disney fan, you're not a huge fairy tale fan, uh, the overall story, the mystery, um, and and kind of the, the drama that this, uh, this TV show um, has is very good, and that's on the 
6th, Once Upon a Time. Uh, Monday the 9th, even though I'm not too excited about this, I know a lot of people are, uh, that is Supergirl, um, the CW's uh, DC Comics um, um, stuff. Uh, starts on the 9th with Supergirl. The 10th has DC's Legends of Tomorrow and The Flash. The 12th has Arrow. Um, so all of the DC uh, TV shows on CW will be back again for another season, uh, starting on the 9th and then continuing on the 10th and 12th, respectively. Also on the 12th, a very, very popular show. Again, I don't watch it, but I know it's a huge popular show out there. Supernatural comes back on October 12th. Um, and just looking down through here, the only last one that I see on here uh, that's something that uh, could be interesting that people are excited about is The Walking Dead comes back on October um, 22nd, Sunday, October 22nd on AMC, uh, The Walking Dead Personally, I haven't been a huge Walking Dead fan for quite some time. I haven't watched it for a while. I was a big fan in the very beginning. Uh, they they followed closely to the comic books early on. I feel like they've gotten away from that. Uh, and though they're still based on the comic books and some things still come up from the comic books, in general, they've kind of went rogue, in my opinion. And uh, and I'm, I'm a lot of recycling of things and just kind of just boring drama so I'm anxious to see what people think about uh, this next season of The Walking Dead but I saw a lot of huge Walking Dead fans walk away from it um, last season just because it was it was starting to get to the point where it was just it was just not good anymore so I um uh, um, I'm, I'm not going to really look into this. I'm going to talk to my friends who are Walking Dead fans, see what they think about it. Um, but ultimately, I'm several seasons behind and I have no intention of catching up because I don't want to trudge through the crap to get to the newest season just because I don't think it's going to be that good. All right, and the last thing I want to talk about here is the through the review section. Uh, the, the Game Informer magazine has a lot of great reviews, and they go into a lot of great detail. Sometimes you can agree, sometimes you disagree with what they say, but in general, they do have a good overview of the games that they are reviewing. And a game that I did beta test, and a game that I was very, very, very against... Lawbreakers. Uh, Lawbreakers is a first-person shooter game, very fast-paced, has multiple game modes. Uh, the The play style is a lot like Titanfall as far as very fast, only it's Titanfall on crack. You have to be very, very, very twitchy at the game. Uh, it's very fast-paced, lots of things to do, lots of game modes. Um, but it received a 7.75 rating. Now, in general, 7.75 rating is a lower rating from Game Informer, uh, at least the ones that are featured in here. A lot of 8s, 9s, and stuff like that. But 7.75, relatively lower rating to be featured in the magazine. It is kind of a, a bigger uh, a, a bigger game, but it is an online game. It, it, it was made by Nexon. And it's a, like I said, it's a first person uh, uh, shooter with very different game modes. You've got some, some game modes that are unlimited or zero gravity. Uh, you have this uh, this blitzball mode where you have to basically play uh, uh, galactic soccer, if you will. Um, but in general, um, it's it, I didn't like the game. I think it's a bad game. Um, I, it's 
it's way too twitchy for anyone to enjoy. Um, a lot of the people in the matchmaking system are people who've been playing it since very early and are hoping that gets into esports and things like that. So you, 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 the barrier to entry, though very easy to get into the game, is very hard because you're playing against people who have been playing this for a very long time, are ridiculously good at it, and it's just very, very, very painful to play as a new player because you're just getting destroyed all over the place. Um, now, in this review, this article was done by Daniel Tack. Um, so thank you for your uh, review here, Daniel. Um, it says here, uh, under his entertainment listing, it says, excellent gameplay um, and mechanics are bogged down with lifeless characters and forgettable maps and the game modes that lack distinction from one another. And I completely agree with everything you said except excellent gameplay. I do not think the gameplay is excellent. I think it's very, very twitchy. I think it's too twitchy. I think it's too fast-paced. You can't even focus um, on anything in the game. It's 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 way too too um, too ADD. Like if you you know attention deficit because you're you're bouncing here, you're bouncing there. You don't even know where your team is. You don't know where the enemy is, and you're just going all over the place. And I think uh, Daniel calls it out. Um, really well later in the article he says unlike other hero based arena games there is no need to fill, form a well balanced group with complementary skill everyone's goal is to be dishing out damage so you don't need to worry about having tanks supports and healing everything is designed to kill and that's why I draw the line and say it's not excellent gameplay there is no need for teamwork in this game to be completely honest aside from a couple where you have to defend a point um, there is no need for teamwork because it's all about just constantly moving sliding around wall jumping zero gravity flying throwing your little grappling hook around and pulling yourself so if you like fast-paced and twitchy uh, first-person shooters by all means check it out but in all honesty there's really no class distinctions everyone's the same it's very vanilla very bland there's nothing that stands out that says this character has this cool storyline this character does this this character that. everything is is cut uh, a cookie cutter in there they're pretty much all the same and it's just boring it was a very in my opinion very it had a great concept in the beginning but in in my opinion nexon um uh their their publisher and their designer their developer was uh boss key i think they uh, really cut themselves short on this game i think it could have been a good game but they they just they just missed the boat they truly 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 missed the boat on this game and it's it's really bad um Daniel finishes his article with what I personally think is probably one of the uh, most pointed and possibly accurate sentences about Lawbreakers, and it reads simply, Lawbreakers doesn't offer much to stand out amongst the rest of the pack. And that is very true. Uh, there is nothing in Lawbreakers that they do better than anyone else. They have to now compete with things like Titanfall and Battlefront 2 is on its way out and Destiny 2. And in all honesty, Lawbreakers fall short on all metrics as far as compared to the big boy games in the market. And they really tried to be a big boy game in their style. Um, they tried to, to kind of mesh this Titanfall style twitchy combat with the Destiny style space stuff and throwing in zero gravity in this kind of blitzball soccer format. But in general, it fell short on just about every single 
single metric in my opinion. Um, I personally think 7.75 as a game review was very generous. Um, in my opinion, on a scale of 10, I would probably give it a 4 or a 5. Yes, first-person shooters are not my game style. However, um, in, in just in general, I, I think the game just missed the mark on all aspects of gaming, um, aside from the fact that it has really, it does have beautiful graphics. Um, uh, the, the the death scenes are are pretty gruesome, and it really you know the blood splattering and stuff. But the the engine where the 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 corpse falls lifelessly or kind of flies lifelessly into the 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 space um, in front of you and around your map just was cheesy and crappy but yeah in general i personally think lawbreakers was a huge disappointment i beta tested it was very critical of it then will not buy it now will not suggest it to anyone all right well that uh, sums up my highlights of the game informer magazine for september of 2017 we will try to do this every single month uh, especially for those out there who don't get game informer and would like to know at least my highlights in the magazine, uh, but if you are interested in the Game Informer magazine, go to your local GameStop and ask the folks there how to get copies of Game Informer to your mailbox each and every month. I did want to announce that Davram Gaming has partnered with um, Gokbox.com. Now, Gokbox.com is a, uh, a website that uh, advertises mobile phone games and the really cool part about this is a lot of them are popular such as Angry Birds and games like that but the best part is they are advertising those mobile phone games for content creators if you go to gawkbox.com slash gaming and download any of the um, the mobile apps, the, the the games on there, and you start a fresh playthrough um, with the download that you do there, um, you will actually be helping generate money towards me and allowing me to um, make this my full-time career, which is obviously my goal, so I can bring to you more content because, well, I don't really have the time right now to give you guys as much content as I would like, and, and, and that's what I want to do. I want to be able to put out more podcasts, more videos, do more live streaming, so you guys can, can have a lot of fun and, and uh, awesome content throughout your day and throughout your week. But gawkbox.com slash Gaming, check it out. Um, again, there's, there's never any requirement for you guys to take part in that, but everyone likes a good mobile game. Maybe you can find one for yourself and help out the broadcast. For those of you who do help out the podcast right now, all my patrons, thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. Really appreciate it. You guys are keeping me going and, and helping me to achieve that dream of making this my full-time job. So as I always do, thank you very much to my patrons. You can become a patron with different varieties of subscription monthly tiers on patreon.com slash Gaming, And we will see you next time on the Double D. Remember, you can catch Davram each and every night except for Wednesdays or when he's traveling like right now uh, on mixer.com slash Davram and you can also find his recorded content on vid.me slash Davram Gaming this podcast will be on SoundCloud iTunes and Google Play let your friends know uh, and just do a search for the Davram download the double D and we'll see you online <laughs>